Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Moss, and welcome to this week's edition of On the Money. We are the number one small business podcast here at Business Radio X. Uh, the show is sponsored by Embassy National Bank, and as you know, we discuss topics designed to help small business succeed, because at Embassy, we are proud of what we do for small business. As I mentioned, I'm Joe Moss, your moderator, and I'm president of Embassy National Bank, and we are broadcasting from Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, a um, nice facility here, and we always thank Subaru for helping us with this. Uh, a little bit different tack today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, to Mr. Stan Hall. Stan, welcome. Thank you for having me. He is the um, uh, head of the Gwinnett Sports Commission, the executive director. So we're going to talk to him about the Gwinnett Sports Commission. We're going to talk about a little bit about the business of sports here in Gwinnett County, its contribution uh, to the economy. And uh, just kind of let this thing roll, if you don't mind. No, absolutely. Thank uh, you. Okay. Um, first, tell us your background. Uh, certainly not sports. I can tell you that. My background, uh, I, I spent a career, uh, and that's not a stretch. It's actually a career in uh, either law enforcement or judicial uh, arenas. Mm. Uh, last 25 years or so, I was with the Gwinnett County District Attorney's Office. I was head of their victim witness uh, unit over there working for the still current DA, Danny Porter. Uh, had a great career, and uh, when I retired there uh, almost five years ago, uh, sort of got into the world of the sports business, if you will, and uh, have enjoyed every minute of it since then. Now, quite a, a change. Were you an assistant DA or prosecutor? No. Uh, actually, I was in charge of our witness protection unit. Oh, okay. uh, my background uh, is traditionally in law enforcement. Uh, of course, the uh, prosecutor's office is a arm of law enforcement, obviously on the judicial side. So when I transferred over, I became the director of that program and, and retired in that position. Okay. So Gwinnett has its own witness protection program. It does. Uh, certainly uh, it's a different level, of course, than a sure. federal protection agency, but the, the same premise, the same principles of uh, making sure that our witnesses are safe. And not tampered. And not tampered. And uh, that was our uh, that was our mission there. We had a, a rather large unit that's still in place over there, of course. Wow. All right. Well, listen, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the um, Gwinnett Sports Commission. When was it created? Why was it created? What was your what's your mission? The Sports Commission has uh, been around for uh, about 13 years now. Okay. Uh, it's been around uh, for a reasonable amount of time. And uh, it was created originally as a part of the what was then called the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, most most counties and certainly large areas, urban areas have that have a CVB as they were called. Uh, that name has sort of transformed over the years. But the Sports Commission at that point, at its in its origin, was simply a branch of the CVB concentrating on sports uh, events, if you will. Okay. Okay. And uh, what was the original mission, and how has that changed over the years? Well, the mission has changed a lot. Uh, well, the, the original mission statement has changed, and the, the overall job that we do has changed as well. But back when it was first created, uh, as I said, it was part of the CVB. CVB's mission is to bring events to Gwinnett County that will sure. help the hospitality industry, uh, whether it be uh, hotels or restaurants or retail, whatever it might be. 
But hospitality commerce bringing to the county is what the CVB typically does, or what any CVB typically does. So when the Sports Commission was created, theirs was no different except for the fact that the Sports Commission obviously concentrated on what can we do to bring sports events to Gwinnett that entail will also bring spectators, uh, participants, family members, et cetera, to, to serve the main purpose or the same purpose as the CVB statement. Okay. Uh, as it's grown, uh, it's, it hasn't changed as far as trying to continue to do that, but it's certainly the powers and the responsibilities of the Sports Commission have uh, have grown uh, really in a, in, a, in a great fashion. Uh, but that original mission statement still stands as what we try to do. Um, now, how are you funded through taxes in Gwinnett or to property taxes, or how are you, how are you all funded? CVB's funded through hotel motel tax, okay. uh, and as all CVBs are. Uh, so, so obviously, it's important for us to keep our hotels and motels as full as we can. And, we agree with that at, at Embassy National Bank. And we've done a really good job. Uh, our occupancy rate is always one of the best in the state of Georgia, so we're very proud of that fact. Uh, but we are funded, uh, the Sports Commission is funded in part by a hotel motel, but based on some new responsibilities that we've taken on, there is other revenue uh, that's created based on those um, new uh, responsibilities and, and, and legs of that organization, if you will, that we've now assumed. Um, now, sports in Gwinnett County have just, have, I mean, they've just come from everywhere. I mean, now we've got how many, we've got two professional sports teams in Gwinnett, three. Well, we've got four, actually. Four. We've got four professional affiliations. We've got the Gwinnett Braves, the AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Um, we've got the Atlanta Gladiators, previously the Gwinnett Gladiators up until this season. Mm-hmm. We've got the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, a PGA Tour Champions Tour event. And then we have the newly formed, um, not newly formed, but newly to us, the professional indoor lacrosse team, the Georgia Swarm, which just relocated here from Minnesota. So we have four uh, professional affiliations that are all located inside of Gwinnett. So um, reading through the, the, the show prep, um, the Sports Commission actually owns the rights to the golf tournament? Yes. The Sports Commission owns the contract with the PGA Tour to host a PGA Tour Champions Tour event. Um, it was previously known when we first uh, brought the tournament back to Gwinnett over at TPC Sugarloaf as the Greater Gwinnett Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we signed a deal uh, this past year with Mitsubishi Electric, who became our title sponsor, but yes, the contract for that event belongs to the Sports Commission. Now, previously, that was the Bell South Classic. Well, it was the Bell South, then it was the AT&T. That was a PGA Tour event. Okay. Uh, the Champions Tour event is what used to be called the Seniors Tour. Right. Uh, it's no longer called that, obviously. It's called the Champions Tour now. Uh, makeup of, I still believe, some of the greatest golfers in the world. Sure. Uh, more, the ones that are more fun. Yeah, they have, that are more fun. They have personality. But we still play on the same course. We play at TPC yeah. Sugarloaf, which is one of the most beautiful courses in the country uh, still. Uh, and any golfer who's been there would, would concur on that. But, yes, that we still play the same uh, format that they did, uh, just Champions Tour versus PGA Tour, which is all of the same affiliation. It's the age difference. Okay. And so – Back in the day, did you license with the PGA Tour to do that, or did that license with somebody else? Same. The PGA Tour uh, owns the rights, if you will, to all PGA Tour events, Champions Tour events, Web.com, PGA Tour Canada, PGA Tour Asia, whatever it might be. 
PGA Tour offices down in Ponte Vedra actually control all those events. That's right. And then uh, if you're the sports commission says we want to have try to have a tour event and contact them and then they license you you work out a contract. enter into a contract with them for the event and then you know of course the uh, the funding of the event is up to the uh, entity who decides to bring it there uh, here in Gwinnett we have a, a board if you will called the uh, Gwinnett Championship Foundation okay who oversees off our golf tournament and um, that's who uh, we report to it's a nonprofit organization obviously as most PG not most all PGA tour events are nonprofit organizations right. so that's what that's what we have here and so the ancillary revenue that you just talked about that's that's an example of that, correct? That's an example. That's a self-funding event. Uh, there's no hotel motel tax that goes into that event at all. It's completely funded by sponsorships that are sold there, um, revenues that are generated as part of that tournament. Uh, so it, it, that's an example, yes, of other revenue that comes in uh, other than that traditional way. Okay. Um, so uh, the, let's talk about the Gwinnett, um, Gwinnett Braves. That was that was a real quick decision that you guys were able to pull off, wasn't it, with the with the Braves organization? Well, it was uh, very quick. It, it, the timing was <clears throat> right, if you will. The Atlanta Braves were looking to relocate their AAA team from Richmond. Um, some of the 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 people in Gwinnett who uh, first got involved in that uh, in that deal, if you will, saw an opportunity to bring professional baseball to Gwinnett, and that stadium was built in record time. Uh, and yeah, the timing was perfect, and the deal was pulled off uh, very, very quickly. And we're now entering our sixth season okay. of having the AAA affiliate here. Yeah, we do out. a lot of work with uh, with Bert, uh, one of the on the commission with Bert Nasuti in his uh, law firm. Yes, so yeah, he um, was on the commission, the county commission at the time. Yeah, and was instrumental in that and bringing well. that in. Yes, okay. And what was your role in that? I was on the board of directors for the CVB at the time. Okay, um, but still employed at that time by the district attorney's office. And, okay, uh, yeah, but I, I, I was served on the board of directors for the CVB, which oversees all that we do within the confines of that organization. Okay, and so, um, so you just shifted from being on the advisory board, to actually doing the work. Well, yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Yes, as the. Uh, um, the 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 sports commission and now the visitors bureau are they considered parallel now or is it still very much uh sports commission kind of reporting up to the visitors bureau well the visitors bureau i was uh, thinking the sports commission now has gotten really big it is really big the the uh the cvb i think the best way the best analogy would be to think about an org chart the cvb would be the parent company that the board controls and then uh, if you placed columns under that particular diagram, you would have Explore Gwinnett, which is now the tourism leg of the CVB Sports Commission. We have the Arena at Gwinnett Center, the new Infinite Energy Center. Right. Uh, we have the Convention Center. We have the golf tournament. And then, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the Gwinnett Braves, but we actually own the facility that they play in. Correct. So, so you rent that out to the Sports the Commission, right, is, is the um, – is the no, ar- arm of that organization that controls that facility. All right, here's a question I've always had. The Gwinnett Braves, uh, are they they are a separate entity? Are they actually owned by the Braves or separate owners? They're owned by the Atlanta Braves. Okay, so uh, they're, a, they're a subsidiary of the Atlanta Braves, correct. so to speak. Okay. And that's not true across the board, in, as you probably know, in professional baseball. 
a lot of even up to the AAA level, those clubs are owned privately and they have an affiliation with a professional ball team. Correct. Here, the Atlanta Braves own all of their minor league level teams from AAA down to single A, uh, all the way down to the instructional league. Well, the Kansas City Royals are like that too. I think, I think Kansas City, and there and there may be more than that, but it's still very common for minor league professional baseball teams to be owned by an independent person other than their parent. Um, ball team that they report well i can see a ball club wanting to own the team because it makes transportability of players i would think a lot easier very easy yes uh here in here in atlanta it's very easy uh for a lot of reasons based on geographics and all kind of things we're 20 miles from the stadium so yeah get it get in a cab you're going (laughs) down again you can get called up at one and be there at 130 (laughs) if you have to be so yeah um what is the economic uh, how how much? It, it, let's just talk about the professional sports team. Include the the PGA and the event, but uh, those four teams plus the PGA. How much does that contribute to the economy of uh, Gwinnett County? Well, we do an economic impact study each year. After we'll talk about the Mitsubishi Electric Classic first. Um, we do an economic impact study each year. Uh, it typically generates anywhere from ten to twelve million dollars economic impact, and that's you know. A professional golf tournament is, is a week event per year. So that's a huge uh, economic impact to be brought into Gwinnett based on that one part of our professional sports scene here. And so that's that's people coming to Gwinnett, uh, staying in a hotel, eating dinner, doing whatever they have to do in order to see the golf tournament. Exactly. Okay. All, all monies that are spent based on that event taking place are considered to be part of that economic impact and that total number that's derived based on that event. Okay. Um, the the Gwinnett Braves, the Swarm, we don't know yet because they, they're just getting ready to start their inaugural season in January. Uh, the Gladiators. Um, so c- combined, I would say it's probably, uh, you know, it's probably close to $20, $25 million per year that these that – these, uh, teams and or events bring in from a sports perspective that's a that's a big number it's a big number um let me ask you this question um what would the sports programs look like in Gwinnett had there not been a sports commission well i think it would look like most areas actually uh you know, everybody has youth sports for the most part. I mean, we all grew up playing youth sports. It certainly wasn't to the level uh, that it is today. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a whole different picture that youth sports present to the kids today than what I grew up in in the in the '60s and '70s. But um, you know, it would be something that was probably much less organized. Uh, the communication between them, I, I think, would probably be less. Uh, but I think sports commissions, um, particularly here in Gwinnett. I like to think, and, and certainly I'm biased in my opinion, but I like, I like to think we're the conduit to all sports that take place in Gwinnett. If somebody has a question, somebody has an issue, somebody has a problem, they can come through the sports commission, and, and if we don't know the answer, we know the person who can answer that question for them and get them to the right spot. Now, for example, youth baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ha- you guys have a role in youth baseball? We do through Gwinnett Parks and Recreation System. Okay, so, uh, so they organize – it's one county league. Yes, that, that puts on all the different uh, youth teams. Yes. Uh, Gwinnett County owns all of the park facilities that are located here. Okay. Own, not only own them, but maintain them. Okay. Uh, but when you think about youth sports, the uh, recre- Gwinnett rec- Parks and Recreation has turned over to these uh, different, uh, again, nonprofit entities. You have the Gwinnett Football League, the Gwinnett Baseball League, the Gwinnett Basketball League, and on and on. 
and they organize and facilitate those programs based on the county uh, providing the facilities. Okay, and you're and the sports commission role in all that. The sports commission is completely involved as far as being a liaison uh, to the parks and recreation and those uh, those leagues, if you will, that operate the the various sports disciplines. Uh, but we have great contact with them and Gwinnett County through the the, the maintenance of the facilities. We we talk to them every week about one thing or another. Is that the is is you know, when you boil it all down, you know, the, the professional sports teams and the golf tournament, they're fun and everything, but mm-hmm. the, it that one of the largest impacts is the sports programs for the kids. Well, the, let's, talk for, let's talk about one example, the Gwinnett Football League, which is one of those entities that operates within the confines of the Gwinnett Parks and Recreation Facilities. It's the largest football league in the country. Is that it's the largest youth tackle football? football? Yes, tackle football. Yeah. Wow. And that's, oh, so this is the feeder teams that go into the high schools. I would. Oh, think. yeah. And, and okay. that's the always been the thought process of putting these parks um, in close proximity to a, a high school that would become the feeder program for the you know the the junior varsity team, the varsity team. So they're they're well developed. They're well uh, integrated, I guess, in the culture of whatever that school might be. Uh, and, you know, they're a South Gwinnett Comet at eight years old, and they're a South Gwinnett Comet when they become in high school and by, across the board, whatever the, the school might be. So it gives you a great sense of ownership. It gives you a great sense of uh, team pride, school pride, et cetera, all those things that you, you know, that you want in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a great program. It's worked very well for a, for a great period of time now. All right. So you were, you were talking about the impact of the, of the football program. Um, uh, and then um, there's probably a baseball. Is there a uh, youth lacrosse program these days? Hugely, huge youth lacrosse program. Where is that all going? Is football trending downwards and lacrosse soccer going up? Or well, what are I, the numbers? I, I, I think that uh, I have to be very careful not to say anything that will offend my football friends. But uh, I know. Football is still. Key. I love football. By I the love way. football. Uh, getting hurts part of the game. Getting hurts part of the game. Uh, but some people, uh, some parents, I should say, aren't willing to subscribe to that anymore. And sure, um, some of them are, I think, pushing their children in different directions. Which that's that's certainly up, up to the parents and the kids what they're interested well, in. It's different is. than it, than when we were growing up. Well, it's 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 a lot different, and and probably, uh, and I can say this because I fall into that era that we're talking about of, of being different. I'm not sure that our parents had the knowledge and the the uh, information that if they had what we have available today, they may not have pushed us into youth football That's either. True. So, That's but, probably uh, true. The, the concussion issue is a huge issue, not just in uh, youth football, but in youth soccer. Concussion's a big issue in youth soccer. Uh, you know, not just the ball banging off your head, but heads banging off of heads and the things that happen, you know, when you're all going for that same ball. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, I think that it's just a different time. Parents are uh, provided with a greater wealth of knowledge as far as uh, health and safety issues concerning youth sports, and they're making different decisions based sure. on that. Well, listen, you're listening to On the Money, and we're having a really good conversation with Stan Hall. from the. He's the head of the Gwinnett Sports Commission and uh, talking about the impact of sports on Gwinnett County and uh, the role of the Gwinnett Sports Commission in that. Uh, and um, Stan's got his fingers into anything. If you had, to, you had to put it all together, total it all up, what is the economic contribution of sports to Gwinnett County? 
I, I don't know if I can give a number. I mean, I can I can think of uh, this or think of that and how it contributes. But to give you a lump sum, I, I don't know that I could give you an adequate number because I don't know, uh, for instance, what youth sports might bring in economically. A lot of that is the folks that participate in that, which is a huge number, actually live here. Uh, an example, but they're travel teams, aren't they? Travel team. Gwinnett County has probably two or three hundred uh, girls softball travel teams that play all over the place, including sure. Gwinnett. Right. Uh, so, you know, in that respect, sports not only provides a, an economic impact for Gwinnett, but there's folks here in Gwinnett that are taking it otherwise based on sports being the, the common denominator as well. So it's a huge economic engine. Uh, we want to keep as much of it as we can here in Gwinnett, obviously, but that engine pushes well beyond our boundaries just based on the nature of the beast, if you will. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, I had uh, had the uh, honor of having dinner with uh, Pug Mabry, who was uh, one of the old-time mayors. I think he was the mayor of Roswell, Georgia, for 25, 30 years. And I asked him about the success of Roswell, and he said, well, when we put all this together, we thought that the key was to have a real good youth sports program. And if you have a real good youth sports program, then you're going to be bring families and you're going to uh, bind the community together. And I sat there and I thought, you know, you're absolutely right. And that's the genesis of the Roswell Parks, the, the programs. And in a lot of cases, Roswell, you just, it's, it's, as a city, it's kind of a microcosm of what Gwinnett County uh, has been able to do. But Gwinnett County doesn't break it down by individual cities. So it sounds like it's a little bit more organized on a county level. Yeah, it's broken down into clusters yeah. here based on cities there. <clears throat> but his his um, his idea that you just referenced was, uh, I think, completely accurate and, and, and really smart on his part. Uh, and many cities have followed that since and, and, and even before then because that sports connection really is a great bonding uh, that brings communities together, families together, uh, parents and their kids together, et cetera. It just goes on and on as far as the good good things that it does. I think one of the things that has changed since his time probably when he first did that uh, as well as certainly in my lifetime, is that that original idea of sports for sports, uh, you know, uh, the kids got involved in it, the community things, all the things you talked about, it's become so competitive and so, um, I guess, individualized as far as a kid picking a sport at a very early age that they want to try to excel at, that it has gone beyond, I think, probably what, you know, certainly me and, and, Amen. and perhaps you as well. Uh, but it's it's a business is what it is now. I used to coach. I mm -hmm. coached my children through 21 seasons of softball or baseball. And uh, the change in the, and I'm sorry, but the change in the parents from when I started to when I ended. And now if you go, uh, it's unbelievable how competitive it has gotten well uh, same here i coached as well i you know i coached in um, little league and pony league baseball for several years and, and as a kid played all those sports too but you would have never had a parent back then who would have confronted a coach about you know my child's not playing enough or whatever the some of the examples we see that that can you know in some cases have become sort of violent it, it, not only toward the parents and the coaches but the parents attacking referees and, and all the things that we've read about. We, we never saw any of that that I can recall, but it is so competitive now that the parents, uh, you know, are probably involved in it a little more than they should be as far as wanting their child to excel in that sport. Uh, for, is it the money? 
Is it the hope of the scholarship? What is it? <clears throat> I think it's uh, certainly the hope of the scholarship. Uh, a lot of the, the kids that become specialized in sports in an early age are certainly looking to go to college on that sport, discipline, whatever it might be, if it's baseball or whatever it might be. So if that gets derailed um, at some point, then the parents get, you know, that's when the parents get really interested slash agitated about <laughs> how it's going. So it's, it is. It's a. It's a. It is a business in a lot of different ways, other than just the monetary aspect. Of so it. what we what we saw over the unfold over the last couple of weeks at University of Georgia is just kind of like the 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 top of the mountain compared to what sports philosophy is in the society that we're in today. I would think. Well, college football, uh, and again, we talked in the early point about we're we're sports fans. I'm a huge college football fan. Uh, you know whether There's so much money in that right now oh my gosh so much money in it and 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 i am you know uh, unapologetically a big georgia fan sure uh, i have a daughter over there who's a sophomore so i'm all about the dogs right now uh but that business as well has it, it's it, it's such a business uh, and then a sport uh, as opposed to what it used to be you know again i keep hate, hate to keep referring back to old days but it was the sport. We're there, it, oh, I'm there and past. I'm there and past. But it was the sport. Then probably the business side of it was secondary. But now I think the business side of it sort of is the is the ruling factor that everything else has to fall in place around. You mentioned. Uh, I got to tell you a story about Roswell. But um, you mentioned the the alignment of the feeder programs and mm-hmm. um, how you you know you start playing as a South Gwinnett Comet. Comet yes. And you just go up, the deal is you go up through high school and et cetera. Well, in, uh, you know, Roswell had a very good feeder program as well, and uh, especially in, in, in football and, uh, and in baseball. But football was, as you know, it's, it's the South, and it's just huge. So it had the Roswell Hornets, and uh, then, um, and then over uh, east of us is the Milton High School, the Milton Eagles, and uh, and kids, you know, grew up to be a Milton Eagle, or they grew up to be a Roswell Hornet. Mm-hmm. You know, there was green and black, and and red over there, and and then all of a sudden, Fulton County came through and changed the school districting. And uh, in in our neighborhood, they drew a lot line right down the road, and so now there was a, not in our neighborhood, but the neighborhood just one over. Mm-hmm. Where these kids had been raised to be green and black, green and black, green and black boom overnight they had to go to milton yeah it was i mean that that was that was brutal yeah well it, it is and you know i think that um i think that's sometime unfortunate when those things happen and you know they happen for reasons that are beyond the control of sure of, but of you us, just you roll with but, it but you I, roll with it but you know the, the good news is uh you're referring roswell if i'm not mistaken they're in the the state championship this coming they weekend. are so the, football must still be king in roswell so <laughs> well we've had our dark years we had our good years and then we've had you know we roll back and forth actually roswell high school has generated two super bowl champions out of its program really uh jermaine phillips who played at university of georgia uh he went on to play with the tampa bay buccaneers in his rookie year he was playing behind john lynch as a strong safety and was mentored and trained by John Lynch, imagine that kind of training, mm-hmm. and uh, they won a Super Bowl his his, uh, his very his rookie year, yeah. and they awarded him a ring. and um, And then uh, Chris Reese went to Georgia Tech. He was the guy that recovered the fumble for the Saints 
that started the uh, for the second half of this uh, the New Orleans Saints Super Bowl victory. Yeah. So um, well, and, and you know, Gwinnett, Gwinnett, um, based on I really I do I do think Gwinnett has probably one of the best sports platforms. And I really mean in the southeast, and, and, well, and, on, a, I, and on, a, on a county basis, it sounds like it. They do, and and sort of following up on what you're talking about with the Roswell players there, for the past five or six years now, uh, the Gwinnett uh, School Board's foundation created a Gwinnett Sports Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and we induct, and I sit on that board, which we just met yesterday. We've got some really good news we're going to release pretty soon, uh, but we induct five former players slash coaches per year who made a just a phenomenal impact that got their start in Gwinnett County. And um, we have people like the Stinchcomb brothers who both yeah. played professional football. Sure. And, they and played at, both played at Georgia. Both played at Georgia. One ended up playing in New Patriots. Orleans. Yeah, yeah. And one played at the Patriots. Big brother uh, did. David Green, who was the quarterback at Georgia. He's a South, South Gwinnett uh, player. David Pollock, who – uh, played at Shiloh, went on to play at Georgia, and played at Cincinnati before he was hurt. Uh, George Rogers, a Heisman Trophy winner, played at Duluth. So those are just some examples of the names that have already been inducted into the Gwinnett. Who's the uh, the young man that plays? Used to, Francoeur. Jeff Francoeur. You have to be retired if you're professional. Well, as long as he. But keeps Jeff it. Francoeur will certainly be inducted into that Hall of Fame the minute he drops his bat for good, because <laughs> so, he he is the pride of Gwinnett still and uh, and uh, a great not only a great athlete but a great person. And so. I guess that your the Gwinnett approach uh, is a lot more cohesive than allowing the cities to take charge of their sports leagues. I would think. Yeah, and I think, uh, of course, when I was a kid, the cities did control the leagues. I, I lived in a rural area, not here uh, in Gwinnett. But um, how did that undo itself to where everybody kind of? Well, just the cost of the facilities. It, it was it became a little more. So difficult. the cities sold them to the county. In some cases, they did. Okay. Uh, and Snellville is an example here in Gwinnett County, where the uh, where the baseball is played over there is now a Gwinnett County Parks facility. But that used to be a Snellville facility. That's an example of where they did sell it to the county. Okay, uh, but as the, as the county's grown, uh, they've just continued to develop first-class quality parks. Uh, again, within the clusters of those schools, for for obvious reasons, and uh, you know, Gwinnett County Parks and Recreation has been voted either once or twice. Once is the premier parks and recreation department in the entire country, and most recently, I believe it was last year, they got that same recognition for the state of Georgia. So their facilities are second to none. Now. You're familiar with the big Bobby Cox facility over in Lake, Bartow? Yeah, Lake Point. Lake Point? Yeah, Lake Points. Did Gwinnett ever consider something like that? No. and I, Well, we considered it until we found out what it would cost. <laughs> <laughs> then we, we deconsidered it. But, um, and, you know, that's something interesting to talk about because that Lake Point complex uh, that Bobby is involved in as far as an ownership perspective, it's really changed and will continue to change the whole um, uh, format uh, as to the way a lot of sports commissions operate because nobody is going to be able to compete with that facility when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. It, when all is said and done, and you know, when I first heard this, heard this number, I thought, yeah, that's a great number. I don't see that happening. But now I'm beginning to think it is going to happen. It'll be over a billion-dollar complex up there. Uh, and they're they're not even I don't even think they're fifty percent completed yet, and it already looks like when you go up there, it's Disney 
yeah. for sports. It's, yeah. the, it's that kind of a facility. Uh, and they're starting to really uh, – it's one of the biggest sports complexes in the entire country. Well, certainly. I've heard that ESPN is building their own production facility down there. I've heard the same thing. Uh, they've got baseball. They've got basketball. They've got football. They've got, uh, they've got beach volleyball. Uh, they've got an indoor facility that they just opened that has 12 basketball courts, so they can certainly attract the high-level basketball tournaments that we compete for here. Uh, so it, I think, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take for that to play itself out, but uh, I think that what we're seeing take place up there, which is, a you know, it's great for Georgia, obviously, uh, but they've got their own hotels on property. They've got their own restaurants on property. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about putting a sports medicine facility on property. So it'll be a one-stop all for, for all sports. Uh, I do think, you know, if, if we don't keep up with it on a local level, as far as the various sports commissions, uh, throughout the state of Georgia, I think it'll have a, a big impact on the events that we're able to bring here because that would be the place you'd want to go if we can't compete with them. We, we intend to try to compete here, but some counties won't be able to do it financially. Sure. Well, I, understandably, what is the future of sports in Gwinnett? Are you gonna? Are we gonna get more sports teams? Are gonna get uh, maybe? Uh, um, boy, did y'all try to get the Braves up here? Or? No, we didn't try to get the Braves, and, and and you know they didn't ask us either. I <laughs> guess they thought that uh, being already here with a Triple A is probably all we could all we could It'd stand. Been smarter to come up here than it would going over to Cobb <laughs> County if they were going to move. But that's my own personal. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that move affects their attendance. Um, you know, for those of us who live here in Gwinnett, I think it would have been an easier drive to go to Turner than it would to go all the way out to Marietta to, sure, to see the Braves. Of course it um, is. I think people who are baseball fans are going to go where baseball's played. I really do believe that. But thinking about the traffic uh, challenges that you may have as a baseball game is about to start based on the times, it's going to be interesting to see how they facilitate and, and manipulate that problem to make it something that you do want to do. Well, haven't you heard that uh, there will be no traffic problems? I've heard that, but I live in Gwinnett, so I don't pay any attention to that at all either. So, uh, what's on the um, what's on the, uh, the your agenda for additional sp- high level sports programs, sporting events? What's what do you what's kind of on your wish list? Well, you know, having four professional sports um, represented here in Gwinnett County in a suburban area. Uh, that's that's a plate full quite honestly uh we feel like we have room for for one more sports discipline uh that that we're actively working on now we'll see how that goes but well the nba needs to put a development league facility here well we've got a nice arena that they could play there in that's you for go. sure yeah uh, but I, I think that we'll continue to really um sort of foster the the programs we have going here which i think are i think in atlanta and again i'm no apologies i am biased about gwinnett i think gwinnett sports scene is really i don't think anybody can beat us as far as the sports scene that we have available here in gwinnett from 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 childhood up to professional uh keeping in mind that you know the 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 three majors are all i think will always be in the atlanta area the major league teams but uh from a from a minor league uh standpoint there's not many places that have the population size that we do that that really house four professional affiliations so we're, we're really proud of that fact are these are those four uh, um programs are, are they profitable i think they're all profitable i think they would all tell you they wish they were more profitable sure um the golf tournament uh, we've never lost money on the golf tournament 
Well, that's uh, just a good thing. I mean, the charities get, you know, all those things. I mean, it everybody is, benefits. And, uh, you know, the all the the money that's raised at the golf tournament, once the bill's paid, we, we give 100% of that back to charities. And uh, in the past few years, we've given back almost $300,000 to local charities here in Gwinnett County, which is huge. Uh, and we want that number to get bigger and bigger as that tournament continues to grow. But I, I think that all of the sports uh, teams um, represented here are certainly profitable. But I think they would they would all tell you they, they, they wish they were more profitable. So the Swarm is its own private company, is it not? The Swarm is privately owned. Yeah. Um, so they rent the facility right. from, they, going, from, from you guys. They rent it from the CVB, who owns well, – the Gwinnett County owns the facility, sure. but, but we're in – contractually we are the ones who operate that facility right uh so they have a contract with us to bring that team here but it is a family-owned business um there are a lot of family owns the business they were in minnesota for quite a while uh mr arlotta the the owner of the team lives in hilton head and i think he wanted to try to get the team a little closer to where he lived and Mm -hmm. uh I think it's going to be a huge, huge hit, Major League Lacrosse. And the Gladiators are privately owned as well, are they? They are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. That gentleman, uh, it's, a, it's a partnership, but it's mm-hmm. a small partnership. Uh, and, you know, they're all uh, not far from here. Are they a farm program for the uh, NHL? Yes. Are they, they affiliated with the NHL? The Boston Bruins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they were with um, – they were an affiliate last year, I believe, of the Phoenix NHL team, but this is the first year that they've signed on with the Boston Bruins, which I think is huge for them. Uh, I got a question. Boston Bruins have big payroll guy up in Boston. They want to send him for rehab or whatever to come down. I mean, hurts his ankle. They want to get him back on the ice. Don't want to bring him up. Who pays his salary if he's ended up playing for uh, Gladiators? The Bruins would. The Bruins would? Yeah. Do the, the gladiators have to rent him at all? No, I don't think so. It's uh, well, it's a little bit different than the <clears throat> the Atlanta Braves and the AAA because you know when a, when the Atlanta Braves have a uh, guy that's on rehab, well, they, they send, send him, him down, down. He plays at Gwinnett, but the Atlanta Braves still are responsible for that salary. So I think it would be the same with that. I would think the small owner would say, "Hey, bring all <clears throat> your big big name talent here. If you're you you're going to pay check. for it, you yeah. sign the check. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll uh, get all the extra people in. That's right." That's exactly right. Um, well, we've we, we've got to the end of the program here, and um, I've, Stan, I've really enjoyed talking to you and getting uh, the full flavor of. Uh, and I'll, I, I guess people need to understand in Gwinnett how big uh, the sports program is for the economy of Gwinnett, and how we need to get out and support um, all the teams, even the, the youth leagues, everybody. Yeah. Um, and um, for the small business owners out there, um, buy your tickets for the Swarm. Uh, it's a good, it's a, it's a good team. Um, gladiators are wonderful to watch, uh, and the more we contribute to this, the better off we're going to be. Yeah, and I think they're all uh, very respectable organizations. We're proud to be affiliated with all of them. So uh, I, I agree with with everything you said. I think sports is huge for Gwinnett, and we intend to stay that way. Um, Stand. You got to tell everybody what your email address is. Email address is shall at gwinnettsportscommission.com or just shall. Shall at gwinnettsportscommission.com. And your phone number? Uh, you know what? I don't know the office phone number, but it's gwinnettsportscommission.com and the phone number is listed okay. on there. Good, good. Well, I appreciate you coming by today and spending the time with us. Uh, this has been um, very eye opening for me. 
Um, so that's the, your show for the day. And uh, again, this has been On the Money, and we're the number one small business show on Business Radio X, presented by Embassy National Bank. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at on underscore the underscore money and then the number one. And you can listen to any of our On the Money episodes at onthemoney.businessradiox.com. And then uh, go look for us out there on iTunes, and you can, uh, you can download a feed. And, um, and, and we're also out now on uh, YouTube. Uh, you go to the business, uh, the Gwinnett Business Radio X station on YouTube, and you'll find uh, uh, a video of this program as well. So um, everybody have a good day out there. Keep their eyes wide open. Uh, as we always say, leave fear in the back seat. Be careful out there. And then the other one we came up the other week was stay authentic. Be yourself. Nothing sells better than someone who just stays authentic. So if the next time, thank you very much, and we will see you.